You've logged on to Chris Stewart Online, the official podcast of Alabama broadcaster Chris Stewart. This podcast is brought to you by Townsend Honda, Skyland Boulevard in Tuscaloosa, and online at TownsendHonda.com. Andrew Sports Medicine, orthopedic care for all in the relentless pursuit of victory over injury. Mobley and Sons, a fine gentleman's clothier in Tuscaloosa. Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. KS Services Heating and Air, Alabama's most trusted heating, cooling, and plumbing company. And by the Alabama Crimson Tide Fan Card, the only prepaid fan card for Alabama fans. Online at myfancard.com. From the Crimson Tide to Birmingham High School football and everything else in the state of Alabama and sports, it's Chris Stewart Online. Welcome, everybody. Great to have you with me for another podcast this week. Come to you a little bit later in the week than I had intended, but leading into the Bama matchup with Florida very quickly. Not a surprise last week in the Tide's route over Mercer. Slow start. Played like you expected as the game wore on. Maybe a hiccup here or there defensively. I thought the defense was really dominant by and large. Uh, type of mistakes you won't be able to afford to make against Florida, but I do expect those things to be uh, cleaned up, corrected. I think it'll be just, it has been, by all accounts from Coach uh, Saban, the, the fact that this has been a very different week, better week in terms of preparation and getting right, or getting ready, I should say, to take on a Florida team that's ranked as high as ninth in the country. Bama's making the trip down there. It's only the 42nd meeting in the history of the series between the two programs and the first time Bama's actually played down in the swamp since uh, 2011. That matchup was uh, a huge route for the Tide, a 39-10 victory, and uh, it's only the 14th all-time meeting between the two programs in Gainesville, Alabama, 11-2 all-time in the swamp. Two losses back in 91 and in 2006, but in the uh, last matchup, you'll recall, between Bama and the Gators, Tide was able to hang on and claim the SEC championship back in December in Atlanta. So a history that's favored Alabama. The Tides win seven in a row in the series, trying to make it eight straight as they take on the Gators for that one. That'll be televised by CBS. Of course, all of our radio coverage on the Crimson Tide Sports Network will begin starting at 11.30. Roger Hoover and Eli Gold will get things started on your broadcast day to uh, begin the coverage from the matchup. Eli from uh, Gainesville and Roger back in Tuscaloosa with uh, his portion of the pregame work as well. You'll hear Roger throughout the course of the day and then on the back end as well as the host of the Crimson Tide postgame party. Dan Mullen has been very good at Florida, 31-9 in four seasons thus far in his fourth season now, 100 career victories in 13 years, counting his time, of course, in Starkville, before moving on to Gainesville, but uh, has not had a victory against Nick Saban. He is uh, in some, (laughs) I won't say uh, small company. It's a large group of people that have never beaten Coach Saban, certainly during his time at the University of Alabama. An amazing 172 victories during a 15-year stretch that has been historic, and, oh, of course, the six national championships during that time as well. Um, Bama, during this this amazing run that they've enjoyed, 
and it's 31 consecutive victories against the SEC East now, going all the way back to that crazy day in Columbia, uh, South Carolina, October 9th, 2010 victory for the Gamecocks over Alabama, that Crimson Tide team coming off of the 09 National Championship and, and lost by two touchdowns. But since then, the East has had uh, very few even close games. Alabama, 31 wins against the East, 6-0 and in SEC championship games. And during the current run that we're talking about, Alabama's dominated everybody. 11-0 against Tennessee, which is most enjoyable, I think, for Bama fans. 5-0 and against Georgia, including two wins in the SEC championship game and that thriller that will always be talked about in the college football playoff when Bama won in overtime there. Uh, the Tides also 5-0 and against Florida with three of those wins coming in the SEC championship game. Nobody's really uh, come very close at all. So uh, overall under Nick Saban, the Tides 41-3 and against the East, 8-1 and in the SEC championship game. The only time he's lost was, of course, that first appearance back in 2008. First appearance as the head coach of the Crimson Tide, I should say, in 08 when the Gators went on to win the national championship. It's almost as amazing to think about what he's done on the road. Uh, coach Saban's teams in the SEC, 61-16 and 16 on the road in conference games. That does include his time at LSU and Alabama, 49-8, and eight, the record we really care about, what he's done in Tuscaloosa. Nine perfect road seasons in the toughest conference in all of college football. Just amazing. And it does count the 03 uh, season when he was in Baton Rouge. But 08, 09, 11, 12, 15, 16, 18, and 20 were all seasons in which Bama went undefeated in SEC road games under Nick Saban. So, uh just uh, an incredible, incredible run that they've had. Bama, the number one team in the country, once again, 216 weeks. The uh, AP poll, September 12th, 200th consecutive, let me get this right, I'm sorry, 216th consecutive week that the Tide has appeared in the poll. That streak the longest in college football. It's more than double the second-place team during that stretch, which is Clemson at 105. So Alabama uh, favored by just north of two touchdowns in this game against a Florida team that is um, very different from the one Alabama faced in the national championship game. Uh, Or excuse me, in the SEC championship game last year. It was a closer game than the national title matchup. Bama winning that one 52 to 46, but a very different look to the roster for the Gators this go-round. And uh, the quarterback position is certainly uh, where you have to say it's dramatically different. They've split time with Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson, a lot of belief that the redshirt freshman, who's 6'4", 240, will be the guy to get the bulk of the work. And he has been uh, pretty impressive in their first two ball games, that 35 to 14 win over Florida Atlantic, and then at South Florida a week ago, where they won easily 42 
to 20, but obviously this is very, very different. And talking to people throughout the course of the week, um, had a chance to to visit with Shane Matthews, the former Gator quarterback, uh, inside the Press Box radio show that I have a, a lot of fun co-hosting every day, weekday that is, with uh, J.D. Byers and, and Mike Grace. Uh, Shane Matthews talked about how you know, there's a belief among Florida fans that they can win, but it's not a very strong belief. They know they've got to have an almost perfect game this go-round to beat the Crimson Tide, and uh, Alabama will have to help them. Hopefully, that won't be the case. Hopefully, Alabama will play a clean ball game, and I agree. And to be perfectly honest, this game is very reminiscent to me of every game that Alabama has faced or every game Alabama has played, I should say, since the Georgia game between the hedges, 2008. You remember it. It was the first blackout game. No Sean, excuse me, not, uh, yeah, it was no Sean Marino, the running back, along with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. They were expecting to route Alabama, win that when they were all hyped for that game. And the next thing you know, it's 31 zip, and it's halftime, and there are people heading for the exits in mass there at Sanford Stadium. Since that time, there hasn't been a single game where I felt like Alabama had to do anything other than play their best. I thought Alabama was better than every team they faced since then. I think they have been the favored team in every game since then. It's an amazing run that they've had, but I do think um, Florida is one of those teams that if Alabama doesn't play well, can beat them. I keep pointing to did on the radio show back when Lane Kiffin coached that one season in Knoxville. Tennessee came to Tuscaloosa, and if Alabama doesn't block the field goal, um, Vols pull off unbelievable upset. Alabama doesn't have the perfect season, and it would be another year before Nick Saban would have claimed his first national title as the head coach at the University of Alabama. That Tennessee team wasn't good enough to beat Alabama on a day when Alabama was not very good. This Florida team, I think, is good enough if Alabama struggles in a big way. Um, And they've got some weapons that can create problems. Anthony Richardson, certainly among them, had 115 yards rushing, 152 passing against South Florida last week. First FBS player in the last 25 years to run for 100 or more and pass for 150 or more, uh, and also completed every single pass that he threw in the game, and that's why so many people feel like he will be the guy to uh, to start under center for the Gators when they take on Alabama. It's going to be an interesting game. I do think Alabama finds a way to win it, probably covering the spread in this one, but they cannot fool around. The Gators are indeed um, capable of making this an interesting ball game, but very hopeful that Alabama will play more like they did against Miami, especially out of the gate, and less as they did in their matchup against Mercer last weekend. Because if if you play like you did against Mercer, then you're opening yourself up, at least at the beginning, let me put it that way. You're opening yourself up to the crowd being hyped at the beginning of the game, being into it early, and finding a way to maybe get some scores early on that can put Alabama on its heels just a little bit. But if you come out and deliver the first punch, 
then I think it will put an enormous amount of doubt in the minds of the Gators and uh, in their faithful as well. And this thing will wind up going the way from a Bama perspective that we want to see it go. It is another busy week in SEC play. There are only a couple of matchups um, that would rival what Alabama and in Florida can be, and um, really the the game that I think is going to be the most entertaining and the most interesting is a non-conference game, but it certainly is in the national stage as Auburn will travel to State College to take on Penn State. They'll be in uh, Beaver Stadium. They'll have well over 100,000 there. It will be loud. It will also be very interesting to see if Bo Nix can do on the road finally what he's done at times at home, and certainly the first two weeks they've been more than impressive under uh, their new head coach in Brian Harson. but they have not faced anything close to the competition level that they will see from James Franklin and Penn State. This is a very good, highly ranked, very talented Penn State squad that uh, most people think will be able to win at home. Can they match, though, the speed of the SEC? Can they do that over the course of of four quarters. Will they wear Auburn down? It's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't have a gut feeling on this one just because I simply don't really know what to expect from this Auburn team under this head coach in this environment yet. I don't think the two games and the two opponents are enough of a body of work to to get a real handle on what, how they will re- react to the whiteout and the national stage and national television under the lights there at Beaver Stadium. But it will be entertaining to watch. Um, I guess there's really only one other true conference game as I scan through real quick, and that would be South Carolina at Georgia. Really big. Shane Beamer trying to go to 3-0. and Georgia, I thought if they were going to have a hiccup, it would be last week. But, that man, they put it on UAB early, blew them away, and I just don't think they're going to have any issues whatsoever with uh, with South Carolina. I don't know that they'll, they won't beat them the way they beat UAB, certainly, but I think this will ultimately be a three-score victory for Georgia between the hedges when they kick things off. Uh, also under the lights, a 6 o'clock kick on ESPN for that game. Running through the league real quickly, Missouri hosting SEMO should be easy for them. Uh, as SEMO's 2-0, Mizzou wins that one going away. I think the A&M-New Mexico game will be a little bit interesting to watch. And the only reason I I say that is thinking along the lines of A&M trying to just get better with a new quarterback. Uh, Can they they stay locked in against a team that doesn't have a great name? Uh, But they are 2-0. I don't think they'll have any problems there either. I think they'll jump out early take care of business. Kentucky's got to avoid a letdown, but they'll have no problems with Chattanooga from the uh, FCS. Tennessee, same thing against Tennessee Tech. Uh, they'll go to 2-1 and one under their new head coach. I think Arkansas beats Georgia Southern fairly easily, but how does Arkansas handle success? You know, can Sam Pittman get them back down to earth after a huge, huge ball game last week against Texas? They cannot afford to go flat against Georgia Southern, which has uh, messed up some people's Saturdays in the past in games like this. They're dangerous, and if Arkansas is not focused, if they haven't 
gotten locked back in this week during practice, I think they could be in uh, they could be in some danger. But as that one will be televised by the SEC Network, I think they'll have enough to probably win this one by 10 or 13 by the time it all wraps up. Mississippi State, Memphis. This is, you know, in, in years past, several years past, you'd gone, well, this is an SEC team. It's Memphis. Shouldn't be much trouble for the dogs. But that's a good Tiger team that they'll face. It's won a lot in the last few years. Been very uh, successful in some key games. I think it'll be a good game. And State will will be sitting at 3-0 and when it's over with. Uh, playing there in Memphis and then coming back home to face LSU next week. Really, really interesting. If they're not looking ahead to the Purple and Gold Tigers, I think they beat the Blue and Silver Tigers there at the Liberty Bowl on Saturday afternoon ESPN2 televising that one. LSU, I think Curiosity will have a lot of eyes on the SEC Network for a 6.30 kick uh, at Tiger Stadium. They got Central Michigan coming in, shouldn't have any problems with them. But uh, Jim McElwain's team will be ready. And, again, if LSU is – if LSU doesn't look good in this one, it could get – it's already gotten ugly in Baton Rouge. It could get extremely ugly, especially with their game at Mississippi State coming up the next week. So a danger game for LSU, uh, but should not have any problems. Tulane trying to, uh, trying to bounce back after – a. A gutty effort last week, but a loss. Uh, they go to Oxford. They take on Ole Miss, and the Rebels uh, really have looked impressive. I I just don't think Tulane can match them on offense. They, the Green Wave can score some points, but I think that Ole Miss will win this one uh, probably by three touchdowns by the time it's over with. I just think they've got too much on the offensive side. And the last game involving an SEC team, uh, Stanford and Vanderbilt. Fill in your own smart kid joke here, but I don't think there will be many people switching away from Auburn, Penn State, uh, or South Carolina, Georgia to check this one out unless you just – I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it, but we're all thinking it. A couple of national games for our wrap-up things on the podcast today. Michigan State at Miami. I'm curious to see if Miami can put together another solid game after they got embarrassed against Alabama. Uh, Michigan State going on the road, that's going to be a a tough one uh, for them. A a tough place to go, can be a tough place to go. I'm, I'm really curious how this one's going to come out. Don't have a feel on it just yet, but I, I will be keeping an eye on that one. That's an early kick Saturday morning, ABC televising that one from Coral Gables. Uh, Notre Dame and Purdue. Most years you go, well, Purdue's 2-0, Notre Dame's 2-0. Take the Irish easily, especially at home. But I think a lot of eyes will be on the uh, NBC for this one to see if Notre Dame can get it fixed because they hadn't looked good the first two weeks. That's for sure. Barely beating Toledo. And uh, also that game against Florida State, which they got some credit for winning in the opener. But then when Florida State loses to UAB the very next week, or excuse me, to Jacksonville State, my apologies to the Gamecocks, when uh, when FSU lost to Jack State, the opinion uh, of that victory for the Irish uh, dropped considerably. So I won't be stunned. I won't be completely stunned if Purdue goes in 
to South Bend and walks away with a victory. USC at Washington State. How did the Trojans handle having a new coach uh, on the interim basis? Uh, going to uh, Pullman to play Washington State will be interesting. I think they will play kind of loose and relaxed. I think they win that one. It will be on Fox in an afternoon contest. And there were about three others I wanted to mention. Troy and Southern Miss. The only reason I mention this is because Southern Miss comes to Tuscaloosa the next week. They'll be here next weekend to uh, to take on the Crimson Tide. Troy and Southern Miss both need this one in a bad way. It's not a conference game, but it's really important for both. They're uh, they're both struggling. you got a second-year head coach at Troy, a first-year head man at in, uh, Hattiesburg. That's a game the Golden Eagles really need to win uh, for their own morale there on campus. It would give them a little momentum coming to Tuscaloosa. I don't think they have a snowball's chance of beating the Tide this time, but I, I do think it will help them. Otherwise, it could get nasty very early if they come in at 1-2 and two against Alabama. Nationally, you got a good top 25 game. If, uh, if you're up late, ESPN will have Arizona State and BYU, two top 25 teams there. And UCLA potentially on upset alert. Fresno State has looked pretty good in two of their three ball games in playing at uh, in Pasadena against UCLA. If the Bruins look past them, that one could get a little bit interesting, but I don't think it will. I think UCLA's for real, and they can run the football, and we all know that is vitally important, especially against teams that you feel like you should beat, and Fresno falls into that category. So, there you have it. Just a few thoughts on things going on this weekend. Alabama's game, again, set for a 2.30 central kick. CBS will televise it, and if you're tuning in to the broadcast, I certainly understand one of the best crews around with that one in uh, in Brad Nessler especially. I love Gary Danielson, Jamie Erdahl, but hope you'll check us out on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Eli, John Parker, Rashad, and myself will all have the action for you. From Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, our pregame starts at 11.30. Roger Hoover gets us underway. Tyler Watts will be joining him as well. And then we will have the action for you from the stadium for that 2.30 Central Time kick. Alabama, the number one ranked team in America, trying to get to 3-0 on the year. Thanks again to all of my sponsors that are a part of uh, what I do on Chris Stewart Online. Most of all, I thank you for taking some time out of your day to tune in. We'll talk to you next week. Don't forget also uh, join me in the press box. Yeah, that one where Alabama plays, but the press box is the name of the radio show I do with uh, Mike Grace and J.D. Byers each weekday morning. You can find us uh, online and uh, also podcast and great affiliate stations around the state of Alabama as well. Take care, everybody. Thanks again. Have a great week. You've logged on to Chris Stewart Online, the official podcast of Alabama broadcaster Chris Stewart. This podcast is brought to you by Townsend Honda, Skyland Boulevard in Tuscaloosa, and online at townsendhonda.com. Andrews Sports Medicine, orthopedic care for all in the relentless pursuit of victory over injury. Mobley and Sons, a fine gentleman's clothier in Tuscaloosa. Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel, redefined. KS Services Heating and Air, Alabama's most trusted heating, cooling, and plumbing company. And by the Alabama Crimson Tide Fan Card, the only prepaid fan card for Alabama fans. 
online at myfancard.com. From the Crimson Tide to Birmingham High School football and everything else in the state of Alabama and sports, it's Chris Stewart Online.